guys, welcome back to another episode of Financial Flex with Lex, where we change the way we talk about money. So it's been a while since I've given you all a true life update on my finances, so today I decided to spend some time talking about that. However, before I get started, I do want to share that I was a guest on a brand new podcast titled Dear Miss 20-something, hosted by my girl Lachey. So be sure to check that out. I'm actually the podcast's first guest, and it was such an honor, and I had so much fun. All right, so just some quick house rules. If you haven't left a review or rating on the podcast, please be sure to do that and leave it five stars. Uh, That's it. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Since moving back to Georgia, I've really struggled with finding my tribe, and I'm putting tribe in air quotes because I actually don't really care for that word. I've realized that making friends once you're no longer in school or you don't have a work environment that really fosters that, it's kind of tough making friends. And so a lot of my good friends live in other states like Pennsylvania, North Carolina, New York, and California. So I really don't see them that often, if at all. It's been a struggle trying to establish friendships here in Atlanta, even though this is the place where I was born and raised and went to like a little bit of high school. Um, you know, those friendships, high school friendships, depending, just kind of fade away. And so a lot of my uh, former connections and friendships have like faded away for, you know, different, different reasons. And um, I just kind of feel like people don't really care enough to establish more than like a surface level acquaintanceship with me and so it's left me feeling pretty lonely and worthless more times than I'd actually like to admit and then you add on that like my husband travels a lot for work and that leaves me home by myself a lot of the times and you've got yourself a thoroughly sad and lonely Alex um So I've always entertained the idea of owning a dog, but I've been very hesitant about taking on that responsibility because obviously money. Taking on a dog means that I'm taking money away from my student loan payments, and for the longest time, I just really wasn't sure that I would be able to do that, along with also, you know, just like caring for a dog in general and giving it the attention and love that it needs. One day, John actually came home and said, let's get a dog. I think it'll do you some good. He probably caved after a year of me constantly saying, I want a dog so bad. (laughs) So two weeks ago, we picked up our little mini schnauzer pup from South Carolina, and we named her Juno. And I literally can't even describe the happiness that she brings me, no matter how many times she poops in the house or is chewing on my shoes. I just love her so 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 much and actually I think I've talked to more people like taking Juno out to use the bathroom than I have in the my whole entire year of living where we live um so I feel like once things um kind of are safe again I'll be able to take Juno to dog parks and things like that and hopefully meet people that way um so I can just kind of like get out there because I've honestly become kind of a hermit um, within, within like the last like 
year or two and so I actually feel like I've developed like a social anxiety talking to people um so I think just having her and being able to go out places will really help me to just put myself out there open up and just you know hopefully find some friends because it's not fun having any friends (laughs) so as far as you know owning a dog I would be completely lying if I didn't say that the financial aspect of being a dog mom didn't stress me out because it does Um, so far we spent about a thousand dollars and I'll break that down for you right now so it was $700 to get Juno from her breeder and I know some people are like oh my gosh that's a lot but a lot of the um, ads and things that I was seeing uh, many schnauzers could go up to like $1,200, $1,400 and I just did not want to spend over $1,000 for a dog we initially wanted to adopt a dog however we had like the worst adoption story ever um, so that didn't really work out for us too well But, you know, once I experienced owning a dog for 48 hours, I was just, like, hooked. And so a week after, you know, the whole adoption thing was over, I was just, like, in a black hole trying to find puppies. Um, So I found Juno, and her breeder was in South Carolina, which isn't too far from where we live. So we drove up to go go and get her. So, yeah, so it was $700.00. I did a $200 deposit and I did that on PayPal because PayPal has a protection plan so there are people who do scam with um, dogs and so since I didn't know this lady personally I paid over PayPal and put the PayPal protection on there so in the event that she was a scam or um, something happened I could get my money back through PayPal so I do suggest doing that. So it was $200 for the deposit, and then on the day of pickup, the $500 was due, and we split that, and then we spent $200 for basic necessities like toys, collars, crates, her bed, things like that. Um, I did splurge a little bit and got her a like $17 dog tag just because I thought it was really cute, Um, and so I've been trying to like hone in my impulsive spending when it comes to Juno because I just want to like give her all the things but then I realized that she's a dog and she probably doesn't even care so so uh, I try to keep that in mind so I keep myself in check and then obviously uh, I'm sure as y'all know with puppies they have to get shots so we took her to get her second round of shots and we had three days to take her to the vet to ensure that nothing was you know wrong with her because if there was we would be able to take her back to her breeder so she was all good but to just see the the vet and get her shots it was like 140 dollars which kind of freaks me out because it's so much money but then i think about how much we love her and how much joy she's already brought us in just these two weeks and we're like you know what it's like the best thousand dollars we've ever spent I'm faced with the reality that it's going to take even longer to reach our financial goal of debt freedom because of this choice that we made to get a dog. So actually, speaking of reaching goals, I've been less than motivated for a few months now about my debt-free journey. And, you know, 
I want to be like as open and honest as I possibly can with you guys on this journey and I don't want you guys to think that like I'm the super perfect like financial guru like I'm not I'm just a regular person who decided to kind of get it together when it came to my money but um these last few months I've just been so unmotivated like I used to track my spending like a hawk like I used to be so anal about it and now I mean I still track it but I'm not as intense as I used to be and I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing but when I first started out I was literally on fire and I knew that if I kept focused I'd be able to reach my goals of debt freedom in about two years and so that was back in 2017 and now we're in 2020 which is three years later and you would think that I would be debt free right now but I'm not in the like you know two or three years I've been really working on this um i've gotten married we paid for the wedding in cash we moved into an apartment and we had to furnish that apartment even though we did get a lot of gifts from our wedding so that helped a lot too but you know and now you know we have this dog so even though my salary has increased significantly since the beginning because at the beginning i was just working at the mall um and you know working as a server at the same time I feel like I'm spending even more now than I was then and I'm making more and so it's just like a little frustrating for me but then I have to keep in mind that when I first started out I was living at home um I was giving my mom $200 a month um and I'm using air quotes in rent and then when I moved out um I was paying $400 in rent a month and then now I'm paying $13.80 a month in rent, so that's like a significant jump. I follow a lot of people in the debt-free community and people on their own debt-free journey, and so when I see people who have, you know, debt that's similar in amount to mine, and, you know, they're paying theirs off in like 12 months or 24 months, I get frustrated, a little discouraged, but at the same time encouraged that I can do this too, but, um... I don't know I just feel like I've been living paycheck to paycheck for like the last I guess I would say six months um just between paying rent and bills and groceries it just feels a little tight for me um and I'm pretty sure I've said this before in um other episodes of the podcast but like the way John and I decided to handle our finances is that we have separate accounts so I still have you know my bank account he still has his we don't have a joint account Um, but we just decided to like kind of split up the bills so I pay rent our phone bill which is about 130 a month and our car insurance which is 128 dollars a month and then obviously um, I'm the one who like does more of the grocery shopping and stuff so like when we before we started using the credit card I would just use my debit card to pay for groceries and then If there were times where he was there with me, um, he would pay for it. So we kind of like trade off with groceries a little bit. Um, And then he takes care of like other bills like um, our internet and things like that. But then he also um, is the one who's like contributing to his 401k. And he's also the one providing us with our insurance. So um I don't know we're just trying to kind of find a balance with that he said that he would start taking on the groceries because i'm paying so much more and like bills and stuff than he is so hopefully you know that'll take off a little bit of the tightness i'm feeling 
Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'll give you guys an update about that. So yeah, I feel like the second my paycheck drops into my account, it's just gone into the dark abyss called bills in adulthood. And I do try my best to pay myself first and transfer 125 a month into my Allies savings account just so I'm continuously building that savings account. I'm not just letting it drop off because I think this experience with the virus has really taught me that it's better to be prepared than to be sorry. So that's kind of like the mindset that I have when it comes to like my savings. However, John will not let me forget when I was planning on going to Nigeria for my dad's wedding before, you know, this craziness hit. I was like, let's just drain our savings and let's buy plane tickets. And thank God we did not do that because we would be in such bad shape right now. So yeah, he won't let me forget that. But I'm just growing so weary of denying myself things that I want. And I know that sounds like such a first world problem and I feel kind of cringe even saying that but I don't know I'm just so tired of like not getting things that I want I mean it's not like it's an absolute need but it's like oh I really like that top that's cute and I'm like wait no do I need it and um before this pandemic started I had really wanted to take you know a couple of trips just to visit some friends that I hadn't seen in a while but I would always back out due to money reasons and I would just like be so upset about it and complain about how you know we make good money but I just feel like we're not doing anything because we're trying to pay off loans and I don't feel like the loans are even moving and it's just like what is this all for and you know John's like quick to remind me that this is a decision that we made like no one's forcing us to make this decision so if we wanted to we could always spend less on um we could always make less payments or you know kind of rework our budget to make it doable for me to go out and like do things but I don't know I'm just kind of torn if I'm being honest I think this like ties really good into, you know, just trying to live more in the present. And with that's a concept that I've been thinking about a lot lately as I've been experiencing the loss of people. And so that includes people that I know personally and people um, whose deaths I come across in the media. It's just hitting home to me more now than ever that tomorrow, obviously, like, isn't promised it's not a for sure thing and the only thing that I can really do is just focus on today and just focus on the decisions that I make today but when it comes to being on a debt-free journey it's like you're looking into the future which fuels your decisions for today but it's like you don't even know if that future is promised if that makes sense and so I just feel like I'm stuck between two worlds of trying to really live in the moment and just be very present but then trying to be responsible for my future self and you know there's been times where I've sat in like crippling fear of pressing the payment button for something as small as like a $14 eyebrow pencil because I simply don't want to mess up the budget even though I have those items budgeted for um so yeah so I'm just really trying to like work through this issue by staying positive and optimistic about the journey not being too hard on myself giving myself grace 
where it's applicable and just continuing on. Um, I think it's completely normal to have moments of doubt or feeling, you know, defeated. But the most important thing is that, like, I just keep going. We just keep going. You just keep going despite different circumstances that come up. So when things in the outside world figure itself out, we'll be right back to making payments and adjusting where needed. Um, I actually checked my student loan account today and saw that I don't have to make any payments until November. So we'll continue to put those payments to the side until we feel like it's okay to make payments again. It just sort of stinks that we can't take advantage of the 0% rate interest right now. It would have been a dream to take advantage of that. And speaking of dreams, creating this podcast was just that a few years ago, and it's kind of wild that that dream became a reality for me, and now y'all are listening to me. Um, So I do just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from literally like the bottom of my heart for listening and supporting me on this journey. Um, It honestly means more to me than you'll ever know. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little life update and I will talk to you guys later. See ya.